Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, weebs and casuals alike? We are Baca and Company, and we're here to provide you with a deep dive into all the random anime shows and movies, new and old, interesting and bad, that you should know about. On today's show, we have myself, the cosplay connoisseur, Drutendo64. He cosplayed as a hot dog and probably will do it again. It's Frank Furter. Juju, yeah. And last but certainly not least, the darling of the podcast, it's Magically Average. If I could say that name, wow, goodness, my tongue is being tied it's today. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't matter. It's fine. He's just a scrub. Well, if you haven't guessed it already, <laughs> today we are talking about the hit from last winter, My Dress Up Darling. So let's get the ball rolling. How's everyone doing this fine winter's eve? It's cold. Cold. Yeah. It's cold right. everywhere. Yeah, I like it though. It's cold here. It's cold there. It's cold everywhere. Yeah, I like it. I don't mind it. I'm a winter sports guy, so I enjoy the the current weather conditions where I'm at. I'd be fine with it if my city had the infrastructure to actually, like, survive. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, nowhere outside of the east, like, northeast and midwest have the ability to withstand anything above an inch of snow or, you know, below freezing. Yeah, it's not fun. But you know what? We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about My Dress Up Darling, which was written and illustrated by Shinichi Fukada. Uh, the show was also animated by Cloverworks, so you might know them from The Promised Neverland. Fucking Bochi. Season, season one of The Promised Neverland. We don't talk about season two. <laughs> and everyone's favorite, Spy Family. Uh, I looked up the director, and that's Shinohara Kisuke. Not really much to talk about there, so I wanted to jump into kind of the synopsis. So our show is about Wakanda Wakana, Wakanda, Gojo. Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda forever. <laughs> jokes, fucking, you got, you got just jabated 
you fools. This is a Black Panther podcast now. <laughs> you All fools. Right. Wakanda forever. Didn't you see it yet. in my trap card. Yeah, didn't see it yet. What's it about? Well, it's about Wakanda Gojo, a high school student who harbors a secret love for Hina dolls, which personally I did not know anything about before the show started or even what they were called. Nope. I had seen them at a couple museums, but really cool to have that kind of backstory here. So despite his aspirations to follow in the footsteps of his grandfather as a master craftsman, he's been socially traumatized by his passion has closed himself off from those around him. But all of that changes when his classmate, Marin, or Mirin, I can't even talk today, Kitagawa is what I'm going to address her as from now on, uh, catches a glimpse of him using a sewing machine to make a doll's costume. After being thoroughly impressed by Wakana's work, uh, she asks him for his help in creating cosplays. So despite his nervous feelings and limited experience with anything other than Hina dolls, he agrees to help her out. He's up to the challenge, and it just turns into a heartwarming tale of friendship, creativity, and I just couldn't wait to see where that journey took us. It was beautiful. Magical, yes. some would say. Wonderful. Wunderbar. Ooh. So oh. for first impressions, I'm going to go down the list. I'm not going to start with Frank. I'm going to start with Magically oh. Average. With me? Because someone was mean to you earlier today. Oh, he's always mean, though. Not going to reward him me? for that behavior. Yes! What I do? <laughs> not going to reward him for get in the corner! <laughs> that is shit. Shame oh, on you. <laughs> I, I can't remember, and I'm going to need actually your help, Frank, here, but it, did we start reading before it came out, or did it come after. out after? It came we out watched, after? We watched, we watched episode one, and we were like, yep. And bought all the books. Yeah, well, I think at the time there was only three, I want to say. I can look it up while you keep talking. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was one of those that stood out in the winner list at the time. And I was like, okay, this seems interesting. I like, again, I'm the slice of life man. I love me a good slice of life. And I like ones that have a twist to them and some unique like aspect to it it's not just like oh high school boy goes and sees high school girl and the what fun adventures will they go on like ugh, boring let's get some fun things in there how about guy uh, is basically just being taught how to create hina dolls has a really strong passion for hina dolls which a little odd okay not normal but hey it's a passion it's a it's a life you know that he wants to go into because his grandfather is uh, an artist in the trade and so yeah you know respectable but can't tell anyone about that or you're just gonna get shit on for your whole life yeah until some popular girl just somehow spots you and then whoops secrets out now but lo and behold she doesn't make fun of you she becomes your friend because she wants to cosplay and you're really good at sewing and the friendship is born i just like that that's such a cool cool twist to the whole slice of life aspect of of the you know the whole genre again i i thoroughly enjoyed the relationship that they were built over the span of the season um the animation is is superb if you if you like bochi the rock animation i mean this is kind of like in my opinion the pivotal show in which cloverwork started to like really branch into different areas of like slice of lifestyle animation where they use those static backgrounds that look almost like real life pictures of actual places that they've like quote unquote cartoonized i guess like, like they took really a picture and just drew over it yeah, yeah but it, it's yeah. cool i like it it's a very unique style and they used that the first time i'd seen it was in 
my dress up darling and they used it again in Bochi the Rock. And I was like, oh, sweet. They're still using that. But no, it was this was such a fun ride. It was even more fun to read, too, because you get to see a little bit more into the creative uh, side of the author and like how she came about some of the stories and the places in the show. Um, it like w- really ingrained herself in the cosplay culture too. tried out cosplaying hilarious that she failed, utterly failed at it. And like had to have, I think she went to the hospital or something because she used the wrong makeup or something. I don't know. Some weird afterward in the manga about how she tried to cosplay and it went just terribly wrong, but shows how much of a passion the the mangaka has towards, you know, making the story feel real and truthful to, you know, what cosplaying is really like in Japan. So I, I enjoyed it immensely. I, it was so much fun and I'm just, I want to see more of it. <laughs> I've been reading it. It comes out like every three months, which is just such a pain. Not I'm like, Oh God, I know. Well, the newest one just came out and I'm about to read it tonight. And (laughs) I'm just, I've like, I just, I'm like, I want more. I just want to watch more. It's just so much fun. They're so lovable. Gojo must be protected at all costs. Not Yoimo Gojo, like the sweet, innocent Hinadol Gojo. Don't get those confused. But no, it was (laughs) such a blast. Yeah. So to put in perspective, uh, to go back to your previous question, we started reading it after I looked at my old orders as to when I placed the order for volume one and it was like February 1st. So it was probably after a few episodes had gone by and we were like, yeah, we're doing it. Um, And the first four volumes were out, which actually covers a majority of season one. Season one ends near the end of volume five. Um, But I mean, as for me for this show, I thoroughly enjoyed it when we watched it week to week. Um, This isn't just a show that I enjoyed everybody in kind of like my, circle of friends group of friends whatever you want to call it uh they were watching it too and they were enjoying it just as much as i was um and to say that they were all boys as false i mean even i my little sister was also on this show from day one and she absolutely enjoyed it too um but uh the one kind of criticism that i will give it and i think uh we talked about this when we were doing like our week to week like rundown of shows the way that it ends was nearly perfect. I think like, I think what would have added such hilarity and comedic value to it, which it's not in the original thing. It's fine. This just is my own two cents. If Gojo had just fake pretended sleeping and heard "I love you" and just would have just like stayed awake, that shit would have been hilarious. No, that would have been we hilarious talk- as an ending. We talked about this before. That would have taken away. That would have completely taken away from the moment. But the, the I real- mean. The one true criticism that I do have is that um, I watched it dubbed, or sorry, I watched it subbed when it first came out. Subbed was great. Uh, I don't know good and bad Japanese voice acting if it fucking hit me in the face. So it was great. It was fine. The writing was fantastic. I watched it this past week dubbed, and I do have a bit of a bone to pick with Gojo's voice actor. Um, He's really just kind of dull and like reading through lines sometimes he does do like he does have some instances of gold in which he's like when he gets excited like you can kind of see like okay this is where he shines but when he's kind of just being a shy meek gojo which is a lot of the time his voice kind of comes off stale and just boring um not to say like that gojo isn't supposed to be kind of a boring character which i mean kind of he's got like he's like a one-trick pony and he's just learning about the world 
but like I don't think that his voice actor gave him uh gave him the life that he needed uh in the dub unfortunately but the yeah. the rest the remaining of the cast was fantastic yeah you you see that from time to time too i i have and we i watched it with my wife and the dubbed and i noticed that right away i was like eh yeah it's a different take but you see that a lot in especially in slice of life where like um i think tadano was one from Comey Can't Communicate. Oh, yeah. Where, like, the, the Japanese one sounds, in my opinion, good. You always say he sounds like a middle-aged man, even though he's a high school a kid. <laughs> but I'm like, I think it sounds good. But Tadano in the English, it, from what I remembered, was very strange. Hmm. Um, same same with uh, the person that we thought might be a little troublesome <laughs> in animation. I can't remember their name. Uh, 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 Najimi? Yeah, Najimi. They sound completely different in English, and I don't like it. Um, just basically, they sound way too feminine, even though, like, it, and it comes across really weird because they changed some of the lines. But that's another thing. I, I think to your point, though, what I wanted to highlight with you saying, like, oh, it would have been funny if, you know, he was awake and he was like, what the fuck? Uh, this show does have a lot of good humor in it. Um, and I think it comes from just how stark their personalities are from one another like gojo is a very shy extremely introverted <laughs> like you said frank effectively introducing himself to the world <laughs> at the ripe Boy, old age of like 17 or beach. something no yeah <laughs> no, i know yeah it, it, but it, but that plays into his whole character right like he his whole life from a very young age like i, I think when they show him in the past he's probably like five or six he yeah, sees a hina so. doll at his grandfather's shop and is like oh my gosh i'm in love with these i just want to learn more about them how can i what can i do to be a part of them like all the time and then it's like well grandfather makes them so cool i'm gonna learn the trade and that's when like he has the traumatic experience of his cousin basically being like you're a boy and you play with dolls you're weird and i think it was just a friend at school not yeah it was it it was like a random person i thought it was was i thought it was his cousin someone might have to look that up but anyway it doesn't matter that's where his trauma begins right and he realizes like well my obsession is weird i'm a weirdo i'm his friends okay no i'll go fuck myself then but doesn't matter it's that's that's where it all started yeah tiny tiny detail yeah but it it is it's it's great that they played into that with the fact that like he made it his main mission in life to become a master craftsman of Hina dolls from a very young age. Like school is important, obviously. And in, like outside of that, it's just Hina dolls. Like when he gets home and gets out of his uniform, he goes into his old um, man uniform. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I can't remember he was... what the dress. I can't remember what the outfit is called, but it's, it's mostly for like, it's breathable. Yep. And it's great for when you're working constantly in a hot area and that's what he wears like all the time to the point where kitagawa had to go out and take him shopping at (laughs) i can't remember what it's called but it's basically uniqlo uh and he's like i don't think i need shirts i just want to get a new one of these (laughs) and (laughs) And he buys like the upgraded summer version yeah and he's so proud of himself and his grandpa's (laughs) like you bought that he's like yes i did (laughs) he's like it's so breathable yeah i i really like those interactions and this show 
a lot of what I was talking with, like my wife watched it as well, and she doesn't typically watch a lot of anime. So it was wholesome. It was something to bring a friend along for the ride. And just those interactions and Gojo being, in my mind, born an old man where his, his goal was to do the Hina dolls and pretty much just seclude himself. But I also appreciate, similar to what you're saying there, Tyler, is that they expanded on on his seclusion. It wasn't just that he was a kid who went home and, and did the Hina dolls. No, he missed out on fireworks. He missed out on the beach. He missed out on road trips. He missed out on all this stuff. So that as Kitagawa starts introducing him to these things, they're, they're new to him. And then we get to see from her perspective as well, she's getting to kind of relive these moments of her like adolescence with him, right? So we kind of get um, a bonus where she's excited to take him places. She's excited to do things with him. Um, and I just saw, I had a note here that uh, Uniqlo uh, was called Uni Uni in this universe oh and that's it, right Uni. and kept the the font and the red logo so it was like yep. hmm it's and just the like way when, it's it's structured too like yeah uni and then uni yeah. would be below it like yeah. low just just like they do for like wick donald's and stuff yeah so, i really appreciated that i again i'm a huge fan of of backgrounds and and things being crisp and clean and watching this not on a computer screen watching it on a tv through streaming services just made it pop like the visuals the color design the just everything in this show just felt wholesome and i was excited to watch an episode so what we typically did was after dinner watch an episode or two but then an episode or two turned into three in a row and then it was we have two episodes left do you want to <laughs> save them to tomorrow and it was oh hell no we're, we're finishing this so yeah, we're wrapping kinda, this up now. <laughs> that leads me into, I know our selection is super small, but favorite characters. Oh, gosh. Ooh. And if it's not Kitagawa, why? That's it's, a good question. Yeah. Well, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball out there. Sure. Um, because not, I mean, we're already kind of into spoilers, so if you're listening this far, I don't know there's no help for you i <laughs> would argue for a year the spoiler tag is just taken <laughs> off. yeah i would argue that kitagawa it's not fair to just name kitagawa your favorite i think you could go even more specific and name one of her cosplays uh, she's uh, she kind of has that mentality of like a method actor where like she likes to cosplay things that she's very much a fan of and well like well versed in mm -hmm. and she kind of adopts, well, at first she doesn't. Gojo has to kind of train her, but she adopts <laughs> the personality of those characters, right? Like the first one, I can't remember her name, but it's from the Slippery Girls <laughs> game, right? Yeah. And she's like a sex slave, kind of. <laughs> and, but like her, her outfit is like, is like this black lolly outfit that's like very regal, though. And she's kind of like very, it's a little timid and shy, but Kitagawa is not that. So when she starts cosplaying, <laughs> she's like, Ooh, put up the uh the victory signs and like give a big smile and cheese and go just like I'm I played through that game. That is not what she does. <laughs> yeah, he's the purist, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and that and and that perfectly aligns with sort of what he like his passions, right? Hina dolls is a very old traditional 
style art, I guess, you know, creative uh, style of art. And there's very little sway there. He does state at some points, like, you know, oh, Tina dolls these days even have different, like, lip, uh, like, lipstick and nails and, like, eyelashes and stuff, which is, like, for him, it's like, whoa, that's so new age. <laughs> but it's still traditional, right? So he's, right. yeah, like, to your point, Drew, he's very much a purist. So that's, he brings that element into the cosplaying p- piece of it. Like, trying to stay as true to the characters as possible not just in looks, but in personality, in how they talk, how they act, you know, everything about yeah. it. So I loved seeing her in her different cosplays because you saw that very stark transition from like the slippery girl cosplay to the um, black uh, LaBella, Labella, I think. LaBella. Yeah. Uh, like her, that character, which is like, it, she's very like stoic, um, you know, comes off as a little aggressive. You know, very intimidating. And then we get into one of her other characters, which we don't really see that much of, really. It's like for one split second, and then it, it sort of uh, ends in tragedy, <laughs> which is the character from uh, the fighting game that has, like, shark teeth and is in chains and stuff and, like, a really, like, skimpy bikini. Like, really, <laughs> really, like, crazy differences between all three. And then obviously there's more and more in the manga too, which is going to be fantastic to see. Fantastic to see when they finally come to the screen. But I would say you could pick one of those different cosplays as okay. Kitagawa, and that's a different person. Okay, I, I'm going to go with the the Black Labellion just because. Damn you! I, that I, was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked the build up to that because she's like, oh, it's a different character. I want to try something like unique and how do i get my eye shape and it was the whole tutorial of going from it felt like someone bought that for the first one someone buys a costume online to someone gets a costume professionally fitted so that they can do their makeup and have a professional photo session to make money on the internet and she has a really cool friendship and that whole arc with the other uh who is it juju yes yeah Okay, yeah, her and her sister, and, like, that that was wholesome as hell. And just that little mini three-episode um, jaunt was fantastic. So that's why I like that one. Fair enough. Um, I'll throw a curveball. I mean, other than Mirren and her personalities, I think uh, one of my favorite characters was actually uh, Juju's younger sister. I think that she was... <laughs> Fucking... That was gonna be my second one. <laughs> she, her character is like comedic relief to the fucking max, but also in the fact that she's like she's personality-wise relatable, in which she is kind of like the freakishly tall younger sister, bigger in any and every proportion. Which you know we don't have to get into, but you know it is what it is. But also for the fact that you know she really admires her siblings and she really wants to see them shine, but. She also wants to try it them herself, but doesn't want to step on, you know, her sister's toes and make a mistake and then just upset her sister in any sort of way. So she kind of shies away. So I think that uh, just character wise and character development wise, I, I really enjoyed that little tiny side story that she had in the like span of three episodes. I, I think that she was a really funny and very good character to add into the show. Yeah, I, I'm going to tag along with that one because Juju's younger sister was my favorite for for one main piece, which is that she teaches her sister such a valuable lesson because Juju was 
always cosplaying as because her character is very short um, and petite. So she would normally only cosplay characters that were similar in stature and size to her. And her sister's like, well, why would you do that? Like, you could do all these other characters that you like. And her Juju would always go, well, I because I can't represent them like to their full effect. Right. If if someone's very tall and Faithfully. or. Right. Like, I, I can't do there's no one to one with me because I don't have the height or the size or whatever it might be. Um, there's only so much that you can do with a cosplay. But then her sister sort of proves that whole thing wrong by cosplaying as a guy. And it's nothing like crazy for a girl to cosplay as a guy, but like her sister is very well endowed. And it's like that was a struggle just to get that taken care of. But then to transform her, you know, facially, everything else wise, like it was perfect. And it sort of showed Juju like you can break down those barriers. And, and like, even though you don't have the exact facial features or whatever it might be, like the characteristics of yourself to the character, you can still faithfully cosplay as them just in your own manner, right? Like, she is not a guy, and she doesn't see herself as one, but she wanted to cosplay as this character because she liked them for a number of different reasons. And she did cosplay, and she did it very well. Like, it sort of broke that mold for Juju to be like, I can cosplay outside of just my norm of small petite characters. And my sister showed that someone who I only ever thought would was interested in cosplay because of me. And she would just take my pictures. Like who knew that I wanted to cosplay. And there was that whole fear too, of like from the younger sister being like, I don't want to cosplay and do it wrong and piss her off. And that got proven wrong too. So, so many like, amazing teaching learning moments in just those three episodes with Juju and her younger sister that came out. And I was like, wow, if this, you didn't think this show could get more wholesome, but boy, does it more more wholesome at each and every episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Boy, howdy. Yeah, no, I, I really did thoroughly enjoy the little sister. The, the comedic relief, again, that she brought was was really great. I mean, never forget the fucking button scene. But um... oh, that, that one's been it memed so many times, and I love it. It, the yeah, button was shooting awesome. off, and then um, Neil deGrasse Tyson doing like the near, and then like someone just getting beamed. Yeah, that was thing. so good. Oh, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, 
branching. I, I, sorry, go oh, ahead. Yes, finish. Branching mm-hmm. branches. We're going to talk about trees now. No, I was going to say I'm branching to, to my next topic. Oh, okay. okay. What is the is it about topic? trees? Well, so. not anymore. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it alone. Um, oh, oh, oh. But that goes into like the favorite moments of. I of arbor the show. resentment towards you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> and then it just Fuck goes on for forever. <laughs> just ten hours. <laughs> What's the next topic? I'm losing my shit over here. Favorite I said favorite moments. moments. Oh, you dippy doo. When her button shot <laughs> off and almost when her button gnomed. Yeah, yeah uh, that that are the fucking just degenerate scene of fucking Gojo when they're at the sex hotel and he turns on the TV and then turns the volume all the way down. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> learning. <laughs> learning. He pulls out a notepad. All right. So yeah. I was like, I, I've I've got two favorite moments. I got a degen moment and like a wholesome moment. I think it, the degen is <laughs> the degen moment for me is for sure when his grandfather like walks by his room and he's just playing the slippery girls <laughs> and you just hear like ah, ah, and he's taking notes diligently like oh okay so that's what she looks like and his grandfather's like well I guess he's at that age. Just yep. carry on my wayward yeah, son. Carry on. Uh, but a wholesome moment has to be when they're heading back home from uh, their first cosplay event on the train, and uh, he's Gojo's like super super tired, and Kitagawa's like, "Oh yeah, you can rest." And Gojo says, "You know, you look really beautiful today." And then you flash back to like an earlier scene where this comment that he makes, that you're just like, "Oh, it's just kind of a throwaway." You're like, "Oh God, it means so much more." He says, like, you know, I only call things beautiful if I truly love it. Like, it, it must, it has to mean a lot for me to say that something's beautiful. And for him, for him to say that about her, she was like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I will say, so something about that scene that I noticed a bit more in the English version than I did in the, the dubbed, or sorry, subbed version uh, he goes on to say beautiful a hell of a lot more throughout the series after it that. It has moment. to be a translation issue because, like, like when we watched it subbed, there, it's like, you know, oh, you're pretty or you're times. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, like, yeah, when they're what? at the beach, he calls it beautiful. The fireworks were beautiful. Like, I think he called food at some point beautiful. Like, he calls a lot of things beautiful further on in the show. I'm like, what? Maybe yeah. he just really but meant it. You, if you remember too, all those scenes are with Kitagawa, That's right? True. So they're all, it's like all things that he finds beautiful because it wouldn't be, it would be different if he was alone. It's because he's with her. Maybe. Yeah. I think he makes that comment too, like about like how, like, you know, I wouldn't do these things unless, you know, with, unless it was for you. Unless and he's got to he, with you or somebody else, yeah. I guess. And yeah, he's but... experiencing all these things for the first time with her. So I don't know that, that scene just, it, it i go oh my heart it is and then you also scene. get a you get a little chuckle from kitagawa just being dumbfounded like the fuck did you just say to me do i like him do i not like him do i like yeah. like him i don't know do i like like him i don't know oh wait all right then runner up scene sorry real quick as uniqlo when he's going he's coming out of the dressing room with all these <laughs> outfits and he like looks kind of like they're all like like super high res like uh what do you call them like graphic tees and they the fucking, don't fit his style. The they don't fit his style at all. T-shirt. Oh, and he's no. so uncomfortable. And Kitagawa's face is always like, uh, uh, oh, God. And you're like, oh, God. 
this is not going to be good. And the Uniqlo guy <laughs> that's helping him, he's like, oh, God, he looks awful. And he's like, I'll <laughs> come back. And then uh, I love Kitagawa how, no, just the goes, Uniqlo guy is like, you look awful in his mind. And then he's out loud. He's like, yeah, you look great in that. Yeah. Let me know if you need something. I'll come and back. Kitagawa is <laughs> just quiet. And he and then you go into her mind. He's she's like, OMG, 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 OMG. She's so cute. Oh, why is he so cute? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so adorable. Oh, yeah, her little her little freakouts are fucking adorable and they're hilariously yeah. great. I think um one of the funniest, probably the funniest moment of the entire show though, uh, is when they are doing the photo shoot in the or before they do the photo shoot when they're stalking staking out the like haunted old like oh with gojo and juju building yeah gojo is just like oh thank you so much juju and like holds her hands and juju's like she's just never held hands with a guy before because she goes to an all-girls school just does isn't around guys very much so he holds her hands and she just freaks the fuck out and just <laughs> mentally just just not there anymore checked out and just find kind of just faints i think she passes yeah she passes yeah, she out. just passes out just like kneeling there and gojo just freaks out just like Oh no! What's wrong? Somebody help! Well, but you just, don't like, even th- the narrator of just like explaining the entire thing of her yeah. just like fainting is hilarious. Well, you don't even talk about the scene right before that. Is like it starts raining and thundering, and uh, Juju says something to Gojo that makes him really emotional. So he starts like zombie walking at her like while crying, and she's like, "Oh, what's happening? No, no, no! Don't do this! What is going on? No, please stop!" And he's just like mindlessly walking at her, and then he just hold her hands like oh my gosh thank you and then yeah that's when her brain just goes flatlined and she's out cold it's like the scene in bochi where they they look at her forehead <laughs> and everybody turns to dust <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a lot of good scenes in oh in yeah like my the, the movie scene where they're watching the scary movie mm-hmm. and and she's just like losing her mind in the background <laughs> he's like oh yeah, that is that is a little creepy, and she's like, Gah! just can't ha- can't handle it, and yeah. But we we should also make the disclaimer too for anyone who hasn't seen it. Which again, at this point, I'm not sure why you're here with us, but um, it, it the the it is quite etchy, I will say. Yes, but yeah, it's but it, it's I again I always argue this because I hear people online being like, no, it's just it's just sexual sexual to be sexual, Ugh, it's whatever. It's etchy in a tasteful way because they integrate cosplaying into it. Because there is some level, based on the characters that she's cosplaying as, of sexualization to it because that's just what cosplaying is, right? Like, if you want to be faithful to a character, you're not like, if a character traditionally wears, like, the the video game character, like a bikini, you're not going to be like, I'm going to wear a full suit instead and still be the character. I would also double down a little bit in the fact that... um... Kitagawa is just a type of character in general who doesn't really care what people think about her and she's mm-hmm. very comfortable she's with her she's comfortable yeah with herself and with her body and she doesn't mind Gojo seeing her like that let alone posting images online in her cosplays but I think just her as a personality and her just not like being very comfortable with herself and her body that it kind of is just like okay we're doing this because this is the type of person she is it's not necessarily because like we're just sexualizing somebody for the sake of it and there's a scene that basically describes what exactly what you just talked about which is when gojo goes over to her apartment and she opens the door and she's in like a nightgown and it's it's quite revealing and she goes oh shit i don't have my contacts in 
Yep. And, and that's not what he inside. noticed. And Gojo's like, that's what you forgot? That's what you freaking <laughs> out? Yeah. Like, but like, but yeah, to your point though, that's just who she is as a character, right? She, I mean, in, in terms of like uh, labeling the characters, she is what's called like a gal or a gyaru. And, you know, very like, very open about themselves and not afraid to just show off the body because they're very confident and they, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't give a crap attitude, which is, yeah, like, that's great. What's even more hilarious is seeing a guy who has no experience whatsoever with anything in the world, let like just anything, doesn't matter, people, objects, places, like literally oblivious to it all, interacting with a girl like this and being a bit oblivious at times, we'll say. Like he's not, like a fifteen-year-old yep. newborn baby. Basically, yeah. Is he fifteen? I thought he was. Yeah, he's fifteen 15. years old. I thought oh, they okay. were seventeen. They're fifteen. Oh, oh no, is Juju older than them? Yes, Juju. Yeah. That's Juju that's is... Juju. So they're, they're yeah. freshmen in high school. Juju's a uh, second year. Third year. I think she's. Is she a second or third? I that just, doesn't matter. I yeah, it doesn't matter. But I'm. But, she's a grade ahead of them, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. It's those interactions are, I think, what people pick up the most on in terms of like, oh, it's super etchy. Like, there's this like second episode. She, he's like, all right, you're gonna come over and get measurements for the cosplay, and she shows up in a bikini. And he's and like, what are you doing? He's like, he's like what? Ah! And she's like, well, calm down. This is what you just see at a beach. It's okay. But then he's taking measurements, and he's like, kind of oblivious at times to the areas in which he is measuring. Sometimes he is very aware. Sometimes not so much. We'll just kind of leave it at that. But it makes for, like, interactions between them where they're both in and out of each, in and out of each other's comfort zones. Like they're like, Kitagawa is like, yeah, I'm in a bikini. So what? What? Blah 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 blah. And then something happens, and like now she's uncomfortable. But Gojo's in the zone, and he doesn't really realize it. So it's a lot of those kind of moments throughout the first couple episodes of understanding each other's personalities and how they interact and then watching them start to grow more and more accustomed to each other and their individual quirks and whatnot. And God dang it. I just want another season, please. God, give me another season. <laughs> that right won't now. happen for uh, I'm gonna wait Or I could only assume that it won't happen for a while. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, I, I mean, even though even though we made the comment i made a comment earlier about how the manga comes out a little slowly um i I do appreciate the creator's level of research and like dedication that goes into writing out these stories because they are very like they're very detailed top to bottom when it comes to cosplaying like they've they go out to the stores and interact with the owners and like there's one store in particular that there's a real life store in japan somewhere that she uses in her stories for the like i think it's the wig shop and it's like understanding like what goes into buying a wig for a costume and like the different colors the different cuts that come you know that they're pre-cut at like there's a lot of intricacies within cosplaying and she by my knowledge kind of nails it pretty well. Now, I, I'm coming from someone that doesn't cosplay and doesn't really understand fully what goes into it. I, I From reading it and from reading her notes and exactly what she went through to, to get everything as accurate as possible, I mean, that's astounding. 
Like that's that's incredible to to go to those lengths. And it shows in the manga. I think it shows in how the story progresses, how the characters grow, how better the cosplays get every time too. I mean, we're we've just now hit volume six, just came out, I think. Seven. Um seven. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And it, like just in reading too, you kind of see details wise. Uh even the the speed at which Gojo is able to complete them, like everything about the cosplay just gets better and better and better every time. So you're seeing growth there. And that comes with experience, obviously. But it also is just the author being able to describe it really, really well, like yeah. from top to bottom. Like it kudos to to her. It's it's been wonderful. But uh Cloverworks though, get get your shit together in a second season right now. Do it. <laughs> Honestly, they do have enough material to make a second season, theoretically. Um, I mean, it went to chapter, I think, like 35, and they have 79 chapters out currently in Japan. So theoretically, they have enough to do another. Um, Weird fun fact, we only got two new volumes last year, Uh, volume five and six. We are getting four this year. We're getting seven, eight, nine, ten, theoretically. Yeah, (laughs) so it'll actually be every, like, two months. All right. Kind of. Eh, kind of. Three months. Whatever. But um, I think overall, I, I mean, you, I, we've all kind of agreed, and as you've heard in this conversation, we all really enjoyed this show. Like from top to bottom, there wasn't yeah. really much about the show to complain about. It was just a very good show. And we didn't even talk about the whole sex hotel scene, which yeah, was not fantastic. You but should like, experience that. I'm good. Um, Drew, is that an invite? No, no, no. I mean, like, don't don't listen to us talk about it. Watch it. Experience yeah. it. Oh. It's so much better when any of this show plays out. Like, yeah. we're going to everyone's going to high five. Everyone's going to say the show's great. But the uh, like a, a lot of the time when I finish watching an anime, I go, oh, I, I've I've finished this or I can wait for part three of the final season of the climax of the third extinction whatever Ugh. they're doing over there in that certain Ugh. show yeah exactly right Ugh. but pain but when this ended i was like okay so when's the next one coming out and the only news we have is season two is confirmed right so but i also came out of it feeling like that energy that because i'm old they the energy that you get when you first started watching anime when you were excited to know what was next when you were discovering a new genre series whatever it may have been your buddy bootlegs you cowboy bebop and you're just like this is what it's all about like because i myself have cosplayed in the past i've i've done my own costumes the connection there was very heartwarming and just him doing the whole oh it's ready we can go tomorrow if you want and she's like well no 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 i was waiting for the next one not this one and he's like oh okay then and I've I've worked with people that have done that, so it's it's again ten out of ten. I don't don't at me. Yeah, I it, and I'll say this point too before we wrap up that if even if you're not into cosplaying or you know Hina dolls, which I mean who <laughs> in this day and age isn't into Hina dolls? I mean I've got so many Hina dolls that are called anime figures and not the same, but regardless. Uh, you can still find some level of like connection to the show in your own personal way. Like I, I, 
would argue to say that I think everyone out there has a hobby or an interest that is you is fairly unique to them. You know, maybe it's it's not extremely widely known, or maybe it is, and you just you know you have a passion for it, whatever it might be, right? Everyone has a passion for something, and sometimes it's easy to connect with people on it, and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's a lot harder to tell your friends like, hey my hobby is I go out and I cosplay as characters. And it's like, that's a little weird as a guy. Or like, if you're a girl, it's like, Hey, I'm really into this type of sport. And it's like, that sports for guys. Ew, gross. Like there's a lot of things that are barrier. Like people find to be barriers when they're introducing hobbies to one another. And this show addresses that issue and in different manners and different ways kind of talks about, you know, it's, it's okay to be passionate about something if it's not normal or, you know, if people find it abnormal, but to you, it, it can be like, it doesn't matter if it's abnormal to others. It's only what you feel about it. Like if this is your norm and if this is your interest and you really have a burning passion for this, just own it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly fine. Like it, it's your thing. Do with it as you please. I and I what, think, I know Tyler's weird hobby. Yeah. Yeah. It's sticking different vitamins up your butt and seeing what the effects are. Yeah, I've got a Flintstone stuck up there a while ago and just hasn't moved an inch. It's hard. It's been as real rough. rough. Yeah, it is. But I'm chink. Uh, and just <sighs> that you threw me off so much. I, I hate you. <laughs> but, but to wrap up the thought, though, it's like I, I, in that aspect of the show I find to be like the most satisfying because, as again, I, I appreciate cosplayers. I, I find them to be extremely creative and you like first off in it's intense just to even get to the point where you can cosplay a character like i don't even want to know how many hours goes into it because i know it's just a ton and it's wonderful to see the outcome and i appreciate them for their hard work and efforts i just know that i couldn't do it but even so i have you know personal hobbies and interests that i was like i can relate to this in this manner and like yeah you know i kind of connect with gojo on that level and then there's other areas where like yeah i'm kind of like a kitagawa in this aspect too you can have some level of like similarities to the characters and enjoy it even if you're not a cosplayer or a hina doll maker I, that's the beauty of this show too is that you know anyone can enjoy it no matter what it's not just for the etchy cosplayers or the introverted Hina doll crafters. To summarize what Tyler just said, you do you, boo-boo. Yep, exactly. You do you, boo-boo. Yeah, and if you, you love it, celebrate it, right? Because I remember growing up in an era where watching Japanese cartoons was weird. Why do you watch that stuff? And now it's one of the biggest content things out there. It's it's amazing to to be a part of that fandom and just... This show, like I said, reignited that that passion, that excitement that I had. And it's just overall wholesome AF and everyone should watch it. Agreed. Yeah, I gave it a nine personally. I think it's great. Um, there's a, there's something for everybody in this show, whether it be the comedy relating to the characters or, you know, the actual hobbies themselves. There's something in there for everybody. So. Okay, well. With those final comments, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you have suggestions on what we should watch next, please send them there our way at Bakako Podcast over on Twitter. We want to thank Akano from SoundCloud for our intro song. And then until next time, we'll be huddling around the TV watching Bochi. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back up! 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 Back up!